video podcast you just saw john do his best dance moves for the last 10 seconds welcome to the seventh episode of fins down we couldn't be more excited to be with you the number one worst global video reality tv show podcast on the planet we're global i think we're in like five countries now john none of them i saw that pretty exciting five countries in the world that's like what half of them right i can't even yeah i can't even count that high do you do you know what episode number this is Episode seven, John. Yeah, it's exciting. Episode seven, like there's seven days in the week. It's pretty cool. So that's something to be proud about. We've made it seven weeks doing this show. Yeah, um, I'm surprised we haven't gotten uh, canceled yet. I'm surprised we're still in the air. Well, people have canceled us. We just don't hear about it because no one gives a shit. Um, but that's what's enjoyable for me, at least, about this is, you know, I can just say whatever I want to say. Yeah. And... But, you know, it's all from good heart and good faith. Yeah, Everything, exactly. you know, we're all, we're a close group, a tight-knit, what we would say, community. And yeah. uh, we hope that people will, you know, understand that, like, what you do. And as I just, I just shocked my dog. My dog just ran across the fucking, yep. Um, yeah, Cole, you want to you tell the audience, uh a little bit about Lambo and uh, yeah, our so, pregame. So team, ladies and gentlemen, people, I have a potentially the worst dog on the planet as well um, named Lambo. He is a 11-month-old Doberman, and he just caused $5,000 of house damage just today. Uh, almost, you know, had to cancel our show because my carpet – is completely gone but that's just me being butthurt i'm fine john everything's good in the cole mueller house yeah. one thing i care about is it's birthday week it's actually birthday month we just haven't really talked about birthday month for yeah. Alyssa gallagher yeah, yeah yeah so big big birthday for uh for uh Alyssa here um so john's girlfriend yeah my girlfriend for those of you who don't know Alyssa gallagher she's my girlfriend um so that's that's good but um john gallagher's sister he was on the podcast uh what two episodes ago three episodes ago shout out john love you um but yeah so her 30th birthday this sunday august 27th um i had this really cool idea uh so 13 days before her birthday so august 14th i put on the movie 13 going on 30 because there's 13 days until her birthday and so we watched that movie or some Chick-fil-A and blah, blah, blah. And since then, every day since then, I've been giving her a note with a gift card. And it'll be like something like, oh, you're going to need this because you're turning 30. Like I got her a Starbucks gift card and be like, oh, as you get older and turn 30, you realize that you lose energy. So here's a pick me up for next time you're feeling down or tired. And then the next day I got her a different gift card and had a different like uh, story behind it. And so that's been like my awesome, cool amazing boyfriend material idea that I had there. Uh, so there's f- five more days, four more days. My bank account didn't like that idea. Uh, 
It's a lot of gift cards, 13 gift you, cards. What do you find? How many gifts? Like, where do you, what are all these ideas? Give me another concept besides Starbucks. Uh, so it'd be like, uh, like today, oh, today I got her a gift card to Lulu's, which I thought it was Lululemon, but it wasn't Lululemon. It was this other store called Lulu's. So I totally f- screwed up, but it was like, um, it was five days until your birthday. Did you know that the normal human hand has five fingers? Also, do you remember telling me that if I were to lose any of my fingers that you would leave me? And then in the inside of the card, it was like, um, I explained that how I thought it was Lululemons, but I'm like, yeah, as you get older, you kind of lose your memory. You kind of lose your, your brain power. So to help you distract you from that, go get some stuff from Lulu's. I have no idea what they sell, but go buy yourself something. And so it'd be like little stories like that. And it's yeah. always a fun fact of that day. Um, so that's creative. That's creative. I don't know if that second one is as like, you know, witty as the first one, but it's definitely, regardless, it's charming. More than 99.9% of all other men and boyfriends. Yeah. So I, I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back here, you know, because I thought that was a great idea. I will not disclose what her actual birthday is going to be yet or the schedule because she doesn't know. And I don't, I know she's going to listen to this podcast. If she's in a good mood, she'll listen and she'll, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil the plan prior to, prior to Sunday there. So next got- episode, everybody yeah. will find out my brilliant plan for her birthday. I'm really excited about it. So. Amen. Amen. Her big, big 30. You know, I remember when I turned 30, I was in Germany. So that was, uh, that sucked, but we made the most of it. We had fun. We, we went out and, you know. Had some Aperol spritzes and and hung out. So, absolutely. You don't look a day over twenty five. Yeah, that's what people keep telling me. When, when my ID card got taken that last time I tried to buy alcohol, that was uh, that was pretty crazy. And then, without further ado, speaking of alcohol, my favorite segment. Unzip the set. So, guys, right now. If this is your first time listening, we do our, you know, our fins down pregame talk. We work our way into the unzip the sip where we try a new alcoholic beverage that me and John have both never had. We rate it on three different components, mm-hmm. taste, visual, and utility. Yep. Yep. And really quickly, we're going to go after that. We're going to do a catch and release with the guest. If we like them, we're doing Cole's famous recap right now, guys. I just want everyone to know this is his first of many recaps this episode. If we like them, we'll keep them. If we don't like them or her, we're not going to keep them. We're going to release them. And then we're going to do John's Butter Bar Bite of the Week. We're going to do Cole's Sports Take of the Week. We're going to do a Fins Down Shark Bank, which is basically it's a twist on Shark Tank because we don't own the rights to that, but we do own the rights to Shark Bank. We do not owe the rights to that. Not even close to owning the rights to that. To Shark Bank, we are. No, yeah, yeah. Not we do yeah. own the rights to Shark Bank, but but we uh, will. Yeah, we do. Um, and then if we don't, we will. We will. Yeah. And then we go into career talk. Army pet peeves, one or the other, and then we'll do our fun fact in the day. But going into our favorite segment, John, on Zip to Sip. You want to introduce this uh, lovely drink that took us forever to find at Kroger? Yeah, so me and Cole last Sunday probably spent about an hour in the grocery store trying to find uh, the drink for this episode. One, because in Georgia, 
you can't buy alcohol at a liquor store past what before 12 o'clock 12 30 no, everyone's at church good good stuff uh but we, it took us forever to find one me being in virginia him being in georgia one thing it's that difficult but it was but we eventually landed on this beauty right here tropic dream by new realm everyone take a look at that so you know as always i'll give you a little history a brief overview of uh tropic dream here so on the website it says this is tropic dream the realm within the new realm known for its fruit forward and beautifully balanced tropical taste so relax in your hammock reach for your glass and let tropic dream take you somewhere sunny so Tropic Dream, it's a fruited wheat ale brewed with patch of fruit, blood orange, and guava. It has 5% alcohol. So not too, a little more than a typical what Cole's drinking right now, Miller Lite. A little bit more than that, but, you know, a, a normal amount for a beer. Uh, so New Realm is a brewing company that kind of, that makes this, uh, that makes this flavor. Um, they have breweries out in Atlanta, Auburn, Charleston, and Virginia, uh, Virginia Beach. So they actually have one here about an hour south. And then, uh, so New Realm is an American craft brewery and distillery founded in 2016 by co-founders Kerry Falcon, Bob Powers, and Mitch Steele. And fun fact, Mitch Steele was the one who made this flavor, Tropic Dream, out of the co-founders. So, cool. Without further ado, let's uh, pop this baby open. Three, two, one. Ooh, that's a good snap. Mmm, smell that. Smell that. Bonus points for the smell. Yeah, I wish there was a. We should have a smell factor. Well, everyone know. Everyone knows the rules. One sip. Okay. We can't. We can't look at each other when we do it. Because <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think John. I think John. You look at. You know. You read the room. Like you're the best I've ever seen at reading in the room. And formulating your opinion based on what the room says i'm good at reading people and then forming myself to be that person <laughs> all right i'm gonna look away okay i'm gonna actually i'm gonna blindfold myself yeah. i feel like if i'm like oh my god this is amazing john your ranking goes up a little bit and i feel like okay if i say it's terrible you'll you'll be like oh it sucks completely stoic you will not know when i'm gonna rank this but i do have a ranking for this already Hold on. So give me give me a little bit of just like what it for the for the listener that doesn't really know what it tastes like because they're not fucking drinking beer right now when they're driving to work right now. Probably smart. Give, yeah. Give us a little rundown on what exactly you're you're getting in your taste buds. So I do get tropical. You know, it is tropical, right? But I get grapefruit. Do you get grapefruit? It kind of is like a bitter, it, you know, it being an ale, it has that bitter taste to it. I would say that's very similar to like a blood orange though. You've tried, you've had a blood orange, right? I have had blood oranges and regular ones. Yes. Yeah. Because oh, it says it's a fruited wheat ale brewed with passion fruit, blood orange, and guava. Yes. Yeah. You are, you are correct. I don't um, know what really guava tastes like. Passion fruit kind of smells pungent. But I don't really taste a big load of passion fruit, which is probably good because I'm not a huge passion fruit guy. But... Yeah, passion fruit's overrated for sure. Um, I'd have to say the smell might be better than the taste. Even I do like the taste. I'll give you my score later. But the smell is divine. I love that. 
it, you would not get yeah. you would guess more that it's a seltzer than a beer based off the smell like if you I didn't agree. see it and you just smelt it yeah it tastes it it smells lighter than it tastes but it also doesn't taste super heavy you know what i mean all right hey so you want to you want to be the first one to give the score here what's your score oh am i going first you're gonna go first, yeah. Oh, okay. Duh. I'll go first. No, you know, John, think about what you're gonna say right now. Okay, stoic. Think about your score, what you think you're gonna give it. All right, I think I think I know. Okay, go ahead. Nine point seven. Jesus Christ. I absolutely you couldn't tell by my face, but I, I love this. Nine point seven. Really? Okay. I love, 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 love tropical beers. They are my absolute favorite. Creature Comforts makes this amazing tropical beer. And that's what it reminds me of, just with more flavor. It is so freaking good. I'm going to go, and this isn't bad, I'm going to go 8.0. Wow. What? I I like it. 7.5 and above. That's the Andy Dalton Sacagawea line. Yeah, we, we like to mention the Sacagawea line on this on this uh, it's, it's, channel here. Big history, it's, people. It's worth your money if it's above a 7.5. If it's below, then just probably don't buy it, you know? But 8.0, that's nothing to write, nothing to not write home about, shall I say. Um, but 9.7, significantly better. I'm happy for you, John. You found your tropical dream beer, your tropical is, beer. I'm going to order this after the episode. Like, I'm going to drink this, like, normally, like, casually. Good. Good. Yeah. I, again, I like it. I just, yeah, I think it's good. I don't, I'm particularly not a huge, you know, wheat beer, wheat ale guy. Yeah. With that though, think about what you're going to give it for your visual. Don't say it yet. I was about to say it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go. Seven point nine, bro. You're just doing this to spite me at this point. You said seven point nine. Yeah, dude. You know what? What, what do I'll you think? New Realm. I'll go. I'll go seven point nine. Okay. Well, I was gonna go nine point. Oh, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Eight point three. Oh wow. Is that easy to talk you point That's final. Bat the, bat the hammer on the cape. Okay, well, before before I explain my 9.4, what do you have against it? You give it a 9.4? Oh, yeah. So, personally, I wish it wasn't like a sticker. I love that. It has like that small school, like, brewery vibe you know what i'm saying uh, you can just tell they took a sticker like a, a probably cost a nickel and just like put that on there you know what i'm saying yeah the aluminum can it's bare i like that this looks like a brewery beer right here I, yeah i'm not saying that it's like it's uh, again 9.4 is fair i'm not saying i it's just something where i, I feel like it's a little tackier than like a full 
displayed can that has the entire print around it like ufo i really liked ufos and funny enough cole i liked ufos i feel like didn't have enough color so that's why i gave it i think i gave ufo it says a 7.5 for visual this i'm giving an 8.3 i like it it's got colors scheme perfect i just wish it had you know to get to the nine level you know it wasn't a sticker but it's already kind of coming apart anyways john think about what you're going to give it for utility quickly oh 9.1 okay i'm giving it i'm giving it 7.4 you are absolutely insane bro like there is no way this only has a seven one it's not it's carbonated but it's not overly carbonated it's only five percent fruity citrusy like it you won't get like it's not heavy you can play games with it you can drink it casually on the beach like oh it's a oh. little pre little premature for the get for the oh release. okay well <laughs> hold up tony you kind of got you came too early that's what you said, said. eight thirty you this said is, you you said for the fifth down podcast the catch and release came it's not the first time tony's came too early all right that's probably facts i wouldn't know that uh that's not true um okay he's saying it's not true because it's happened should i just hang up and john you'll cut this right you do all the editing <laughs> no, no, we're, we're, keeping editing. This, we're keeping this in this is this is historical for hey, you down. said 8 30 i'm on time hold up you're you're good on time we're just Right now, we're calculating our scores for what we're giving our. You know, let's, Tony, you can you can I'll, sit back and you can you can. Yeah, I'll us. just I'll sit back. I'll I'll listen. I'll hear it out. Maybe I'll uh, buy this drink after I hear the scores. Seven plus nine point four plus nine point one, John, divided by three. John gives it a nine point four for Tropic Dream. Round. It's absolutely amazing. I love this. Cole, eight point zero taste plus 8.3 visual plus 7.4 utility 7.9 it's That's, above it's such, above the 7.5 Dalton Martin. that is such a oh. low score that is way too low for this drink dude guess what i'm gonna i guarantee you john i'm gonna drink more of them before but then you well, i only bought three because I, I only bought them individually. So well, I, I got the variety pack. So I'm gonna try all these wacky fucking this is like an what is that a, on top of a, a beer? Is it a beer? Yeah, yeah it's a yeah, beach. beach. Dude, my, my fridge is like half full of all the drinks that drink. Beach Tony Lime Water. And then this is fortunately it's not gonna be the first it's not gonna be the first time we talk about limes tonight. But um without further ado, John, please introduce our catch and release. I like like he's not on the episode yet. Yeah. All right, so oh, oh, if you're watching the podcast now, just totally ignore the guy at the bottom there with the uh, baseball cap pointing forward and the I'm assuming a Hawaiian shirt. But so, I was I was told Hawaiian theme for the audience. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, of course, yeah. So, um, so this catch and release, right? Really dear, near to the Fins Up crew, especially myself. He was my roommate out in uh, Fort Stewart. Even though I told everybody at Barrel that I had an extra bedroom and I was about to give his up, but he was my he was my roommate. Uh practically roommates in Korea too. Not 
you know, exactly roommates, but he was just a floor above me. Hung out every day. Got really close when we got deployed to Korea. Uh, came back and just uh, stellar dude from Philly. Um, big Eagles fan over here. Who? How'd you meet? How'd you meet Tony, John? Was it through Tony? Me? Was it through me? It was no, by chance. I just I just met him just randomly at the beach, and he was like, "Bro, you want to be my roommate?" I was like, "Yes." Okay, that's well, how we came. Funny friends. That was really funny, John. Well, Cole, you know, <laughs> Cole, you know, I met everybody in the Fits Up crew through you. Through Cole, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cole, tell everyone how we met. Yeah, how did you and Tony meet? <laughs> Tony was the biggest jackass of all time when I met him <laughs> in the army. I'm telling you, total asshole at work, and then a uh, total sweet, sweet guy, just a nice, good old friend pal outside of work but i'm yeah, telling you that's how i'll describe him he right. puts on the uniform he puts on the cape and he's a complete prick and he acts like he walks on god's you know highest mountain and we are all in the fucking caves of hell um but guess when, what when you get sh- shit done at work you know you can walk around like that and, and then on the weekends you can party it up there trust me there were not people behind tony after he would leave a room that had sharpened stakes ready to fucking stab him that was not true at all their pencils were not ready to go for his neck he was one of those leaders like what what are you like alexander the great leonardo dicaprio any of those guys yeah leo dicaprio one of the greatest rulers. That's what i was thinking too tony, tony, tony was one of those guys where he didn't need the likership you know he just wanted to tell people what to do and they would do it out of fear um he was also a, a fellow logistician when he was in the army too. So we had that relation as well, since everybody else was field artillery. So oh yeah. Another log. Little 90 alpha action. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. A little 90 alpha action. All right, Tony. So quickly, you work. Give us a quick rundown of what you do, where you're at. So I'm a management consultant in Philadelphia. Work for a consulting firm. And then uh, my client is a utility company. Shout so out. You, you won't be able to dox me here. <laughs> like you've doxed everyone else. And so for the audience. No doxing uh, episode. They, they both didn't know what doxing was and they had to look it up. I had no idea. A, I still don't know what doxing is. I'm pretty sure it's a Doxing is like, to, to my knowledge, it's like sabotaging the person's reputation and credibility by coming at them with a personal flavor that can get after you know what they are currently doing and make them look bad and the gang slang version of the word uh quickly we understand that you have watched an episode or two so you know what the question gauntlet is you have to try to survive through the questions answer them with the most honest and forthright of your knowledge be straightforward don't beat around the bush I know you like Bush, and <laughs> wasn't everybody? And then he was a good president. Eight strong years. <laughs> Bush twenty twenty four guys. <laughs> and then we're gonna, you know, from there we're just gonna keep going, hopefully with you on our ocean. Um, Tony, as an old friend once said, "Where are the fat bitches at?" They're uh, they're coming for my friend, not for me, but for my friend. 
Are you shy? They need, lo- they need love too. Are you shy? No. What does what think about this like before you give a quick answer? What defines sex? I want to know what sex is and how would you define it? He doesn't partake in the sex. Well, cut that. Cut that. I, I thought don't... I thought this was a family Actually, friendly podcast. I didn't say I didn't I meant what defines sex. We're not talking about the birds and the bees here. Right? <laughs> what defines success for a team? <laughs> is it would it be losing the World Series and the Super Bowl? I would say for sports, there's two there's exceeding expectations and then winning the championship in your respective sport. That'd be two areas for success. Would so you're you? not you're not gonna look at a team that had the first pick in this year's draft. And if they make the playoffs, you're gonna say that was successful even though they didn't win the championship. Okay, that's fair. So if the Packers make the playoffs this year, I would say that's a success because right now their expectations are probably last well, I mean, if in they the have North, a right? Record, if they, don't win yeah, record, if, if they have a winning record, John's right. I would agree with that. Is Philadelphia cursed? No, we broke it in uh, 2008 when we won the World Series. With the Phillies, I mean, maybe there's like a second curse after 2008. But what would you say is your favorite Italian thing about Italy? Favorite Italian thing about Italy, you know, the women. Mm-hmm. Shout, out, Hannah. Shout out, Hannah! Yeah. Shout, Shout out, Hannah! Shout out, Hannah! Shout out, Hannah! <laughs> Lover boy, I see in his mouth. John's goal was to not piss off Rachel. My goal is the opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, rank your rank your top five, top five artists. I'd say Picasso number one. One hundred percent. Michelangelo number two. <laughs> Banksy three. Musicians. Oh, musicians, musicians. Uh, I'll go right now because it's a little easier. Say Morgan Wallen. Then I'll go Hardy. Then let's go Meek Mill. Throw in some Philly love. Mm-hmm. Zach Bryan. He lives in Philly in like Fishtown, I think. So show him some love. That's Hannah's like one of her, her favorite artists right now. Got so I'll add it in. I'll add it into mine. And then the fifth one would be whoever that guy is who always sings karaoke at rail Friday and Saturday nights. Not sure who that person is, but he screams out like Aaron Rodgers. And they always shut off his mic. Yeah. What happens? Fauci must be, must be a guy. Anyways, Zach Bryan, (laughs) Zach Bryan's made it on every single top five. So Zach Bryan's, I, I can't name a song by Zach Bryan. I can't. I he's can't. up and he's up and coming. I, I would say he's made it. He was on the Rogan podcast a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, he's big. I don't know any of his songs, but he sounds like a good guy. But Tony, meatballs or fettuccine? Meatballs. Good choice. Good choice. You don't need the carbs. It's good. How often do you shave that curly jungle on your back? <laughs> 
never. The front never as well. Front or back never. Well, we yeah, there is it for all those that are listening and, and watching. We encourage you to watch the video podcast just to see this hairy man. He's he's kind of cloaking his chest hair under his buttoned up t-shirt. But some some would say I I wear a, a second layer to the beach or a, a sweater. He doesn't that's need sunscreen. That's why he likes winter. Big. That's why I moved back up north. Four seasons. Gotta love. Where do you see yourself in five years? Five years. Yes. Suburbs, two kids, married, one wiener dog, which I currently have. Mm-hmm. Like to keep it that way. Yeah. Marvel. Sounds, sounds like a good life. Shout out Marvel. Hopefully he doesn't bark during this because you will hear it. Well, it won't be as bad as what Lambo did to Cole's house. So yes, very true. It would take it would take Marvel like uh, two weeks to do what he did. Lambo <laughs> did in six hours. Anyways, how much money do you make? Over six figures. And and that's it. In U.S. currency, could be a lot over. It could be fifty cents over, but it's over there, six figures. There are people lining up at your door. Is someone knocking? Did you hear a knock? What's your drink of choice? Drink of choice, cold Coors Light. Cold Coors Light. Mm. Hold up, hold up, really quick. Before I ask this next question, I'm trying the new realm lime lager beach bounty. And doesn't it taste okay? It's not gonna lie, it does it tastes fine. Um same taste. Oh what what would you and Hannah name or what will you and Hannah name your future children? Boy you have any names picked out? Names picked boys out. Boys junior, right off the bat. Nobody and junior. then girls, she likes Lily, so Lily in or Lily? Just Lily. Just Lily. Lily Perone. So I'm cool with that. As long as I get my my boy's name, I'm, I'm down for whatever. What what if you don't have a boy? I'll keep trying until I get one. If I gotta you know, turn into 18 kids and counting and 18 of them are girls, that 19th one might be a boy. I got a 50-50 shot. So you'll go unlimited children. Unlimited. Okay, because he makes six figures, he can afford it. <laughs> a little young <laughs> welfare after the fourth one. Kids are expensive. Yeah, they are. What's your favorite and least favorite bar in Savannah? Favorite bar is probably Barrel House. I think like the most fun I've had is when they have a good cover band just rocking hits at like 12... 11 30 at night it is electric there worst bar probably that el rocco's place one time me and my buddy diaz who you guys huh? know we went in there he ran into the bathroom comes out like 10 minutes later like yeah i almost got sexually assaulted we gotta leave it was wild so that's probably the worst bar well that's also the only time i ever went there so I was gonna say I've never been a, I've been to El Rocco one time with I, be, you, I was about to say I went one time with you and Hannah. Yeah. And you guys really? were at the bar, yeah. It was it was like out of season scad. Yeah. So there weren't all the cool guys there. But barrel 
barrel with the nice cover band oh, yeah. is a ton of fun. And the drinks aren't like overly expensive. They have late night food. Like, I mean, we, I think we've gone there and watched like a Georgia game or some football games yeah. and just got some bar food. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, big fan of barrel. I think it's better than saddlebags now. But Tony, who was your childhood hero? Pat the Bat was my childhood hero. Pat the Bat? Who's Pat the Bat? He played left field for the Phillies, won the World Series with us in 08, was just an absolute home run machine from like maybe like 03, 04, 05 to like 2009, just hitting dingers. Ladies man, too. Not Ron Howard? That's Ryan Howard. I think Ron Howard's an actor. Ron Howard's <laughs> definitely an actor. Ryan, Ryan Howard's a good name, too. He was just, like, Pat Burrow was a little older, so he was there before Ryan Howard. I think if you ask, like, my brother, like, my middle brother, he's a couple years younger, he'd probably say, like, Ryan Howard or Chase Ali, one of them. What's funny is Ryan Howard went to my high school. Obviously, he was a few years older than me, but... yeah, You know, Ron, Ron or Ryan? Ron. I just Ron, want to play, yeah. can you clarify for the listeners? I don't I don't know. I don't know who Ron Howard is. I think that did Ron Howard also go to your high school? Are they brothers? He knows both Ron and Ryan Howard. That's why we don't talk baseball in the sports six. Anyways. Um wait, can what's Pat the Bat's actual fucking name? Pat Burl. Okay. He was number five when I played baseball, like little league. I, I was number five. Go always try to match his numbers. Also played left field. Did you match his numbers? Yeah, five. Nice. Five and five. <laughs> <laughs> also, for those that don't watch Little League Baseball, they throw the shittiest players in left field, in right field. So it's just not true. Until you make it to like fucking high school, the the ball doesn't go beyond the fucking infield. So I don't know what you were playing, but when I was in Little League, we were hitting home runs. Diving catches out there in left field. Yeah. Um, slap and kiss, Mary kill. You've heard this one before. Right. Slap and kiss. We're not going to say fuck on this show. Family friendly, family friendly podcast. Family friendly. Yeah. We have in-laws listening. Shout out. We might have a mom on this show next week. We don't know. But anyway. I know a couple it, moms. Who is it? I, exciting. <laughs> Um, Old mom or real mom? It could be a one of one of them. Both. Could be both. Anyways, slap and kiss instead of fuck. Slap and kiss, Mary kill. Zoe one hundred and one. Hermione Granger. And Doja Cat. Of Zo- so Zoe 101, you mean Britney Spears' sister, right? Zoe Spears, Britney 101. Ashley Spears. Okay. Yeah, I had to, to, Spears. I had to clarify that. Is it everyone on the show? There's, there's the anyone from Zoe 101. All of them. <laughs> I'm going to marry Hermione. I'm going to kiss Doge Cat, and I'm going to slap Britney Spears' sister. Everyone that's not, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. You don't get to slap one and kiss one. <laughs> slap and kiss what? is one. Slap and kiss is one. Oh, that's combined? Slap it and kiss it. <laughs> and oh, I got to kill someone. You got to kill somebody. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to slap and kiss Doge Cat. I'll kill Zoe 101, and then I'll marry Hermione. 
Wow. Because she is, she's a witch. She's got powers and shit. That would really help out the future. She's a wizard, but she also has morals, which is why I think we all relate to her. You're known for the morals. The girl we envy, like, cool. we with. Yeah. 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 Morals, intelligence, and magic. Are your you kids could be, your kids could go to Hogwarts then. There's that possibility. Yeah. They get free admission to, to Hogwarts. The tuition's yes. paid off if, if uh, you sure. have a legacy. Um, are you a mama's boy or a father's son? Probably mama's boy. Hmm. What about you, John? I'm a mama's boy as well. What by far? Good call. Yeah. That's how I knew we'd be good roommates. Yeah, that that's how we clicked is when we knew that we had daddy <laughs> issues and that we both loved our moms. So that's... girls loved it in Savannah. That's how I got <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> that's how I got Alyssa. <laughs> yeah. Right. Seriously, bro, just go up and talk to her. <laughs> what is one what is one conspiracy you believe in one conspiracy i believe in i don't know i've been listening to a lot of the joe rogan podcasts and there's a lot of good conspiracies out there i don't know i think the the covid lab leak i mean i don't know if that's a conspiracy th- still but that's definitely one someone said that's fact but Coming out of Wuhan, like, were you going to say a bat, some dude eating, eating a bat in China? That doesn't sound believable. Or uh, maybe it's the lab that is named the coronavirus lab or could be that. Uh, some would say Ozzy Osbourne eats bats. And then some would say that you're right. Or uh, what's the other one? It might be is it Christina Aguilera. She's killed and it's like a someone who's a lookalike has been playing her for 15 years. No, Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. That yes. that one. I could believe I that one. Avril Lavigne Similar. died, and now yes. they have a they have a double that sings her music. Isn't she dating a rapper? She's dating a rapper or something. I think she's dating like Tyga. I could. Yeah. I'm just throwing names yeah. out, but that could no, be no, right. She's definitely dating <laughs> Tyga. Tyga, I think. That that's a power couple right there. They're gonna come out with some sick throwback jams that should have been released in the two thousands, but now they're dropping like twenty twenty four. Gonna go from like switch lanes to freaking punk boy. Yeah, you know her new her new music's not that great. Um, do you stand for the national anthem? Of course. The question is, do I salute? Every time we go to sporting <laughs> events, they go veterans. Do you please salute? And I never salute. I, that, I'm not like a 65, 70 year old who like fought in Vietnam or was in World War II. There's no way I'm saluting for the flag in my, like with two beers in my hand wearing an Eagle shirt at Lincoln Financial Field. That's just, I'll stand, I'll stand like everybody else. But There's on. no fucking shot you're not at least saluting like a little bit. And on the inside, I'm at attention. Like if you look at my feet, they're at, you know, they're at the right position. My hands, you know, by my side, but I'm not saluted. Do you still think this is like something I know you've talked about in the past? Do you still think global warming is fake? No, I, I don't think I've ever thought it was fake. I just don't know if it's natural or man made. Like, you know, we're still technically living in an ice age, I think, because of the size of the polar ice caps. That was everything getting hotter yes but is that something that happens to earth over time i mean we we don't know so it's it's interesting 
I'm, I think you're going to get like two posts on this, like a little Wikipedia, like COVID-19 and then global warming that you see on videos. You're definitely getting those flags on YouTube or Spotify. We, we 100% will. I mean, yeah. I don't think enough people listen to it for us to get flagged, but. I don't even know what a flag means. When you say something dumb or. Like unnecessary roughness. Not PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will get, we will get flagged, which means we'll either have to pay money or they'll just suspend our account. But. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, hopefully we never get to that point. But like I, I said. Mean, we're not it's 70 bucks. That's probably what it is, right? Yeah, 70 bucks. It's like, a, it's like a parking ticket. We're not fucking meta. We just pay for a parking ticket the other day. All right. It's X now. It's X. Yeah. 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 Big, big uh, Elon Musk fan. Tony, how often do you go to the gym? Five days a week, Monday through Friday. I was there today. For Did back. Did back for an hour and then like 10 to 20 minutes of cardio. So I was probably there for like an hour and 15 minutes total. Do you ever leave like hair on the bar after you're done, like with something, some back or chest? Do you ever? Like... I wipe it down. If some hair slips out, it gets wiped onto the floor. So okay. if you put your phone underneath, you might get, you know, a chest hair popping up for the person next to you. <laughs> what percent milk do you drink? Two percent, easy. Why? Whole milk's too too much. Skim milk's like water. Two two percent's a nice in between. And also, like, when you're making pancakes or putting in in your eggs, it, it, like, cooks better, I think. That could be your – John, if you have a weak, you know, cooking fact of the day or tip, I think using 2% <laughs> is the way to go. Based off my track record, than... that will be my next fact. Hey, everybody, 2% milk is better. 2% because... milk. <laughs> it is better, though, for cooking, 100%. So I, I do I do like that answer. Speaking of milk, what's your Starbucks coffee order? I don't drink coffee, so just a water. But Hannah likes just a black coffee, so I guess I would be getting her that. Just a black coffee? Wait, Hannah drinks black coffee? That's it. I don't drink coffee. She does. So my Starbucks order is because I'm ordering it for her. So just black coffee. Do, do you think coffee is a conspiracy? No, I just don't like the taste. I don't need the caffeine. Like, is, I'm just naturally wired. Is Hannah nervous about joining the show for a catch and release? No. Is she listening uh, right now? She's definitely listening upstairs, but the TV's on, so I don't know if she can hear everything. She probably can. The apartment is pretty small, so. She is on it's the decent. List. I mean, it's two floors, like, but I'm buying a house. I sent it to Gallagher. Once I like talk to the realtor, I'll send it into the group. Be like, I think I might go with this option. So look out for that. That's uh that's release material that he didn't send it to us, John. Yeah, I was about to I was about to release it right here. But that's fine. Anyways, I didn't anyways. want you guys to dox my new house that I might buy. Anyways, what do you miss most about the army? The camaraderie and like the people. <clears throat> Definitely like the officers. I know like some bases and like talking to somebody's that got out up here from college, like they didn't have the same experience we did at Stewart in a like a in a bad way for them, good way for us. I think Stewart like breeds a different 
like level of officer and like, you know, it, it sucks for everyone and everyone's just trying to get by and or succeed. So like we're, we're more than willing to help out another Lieutenant in the same platoon or company, even if it's going to potentially negatively impact like your senior rating or your OER. Um, and I know like brag or Liberty, whatever it is now, talking to guys who were like, it's cutthroat. Like no one was helping out anyone. Cause all they were worried about was getting that top lock in at Fort Stewart. It was like, yo man, here's literally what I did. Put your name on it. I'll see you Friday night at rail or social. Well, I think yeah. especially for logisticians too, being a part of a heavy unit, it's always harder for logisticians in a heavy unit. And so trying to do all the maintenance on the vehicles and everything, you're always looking out for each other because at the that's end of the, the day, that's the same yeah. way that one for one. That was the same way in FA battalion. No, I'm just saying for, I was in for one six four, it was similar. Yeah, for loggies, if you go to a, a light unit like Bragg or something, though, it's a lot easier time because you don't have as many vehicles, you don't have as much equipment. Right. Whereas Stewart's like the number one heavy unit, like in the country, so it's like you have a lot more equipment, a lot more stuff that you have to take care of. So, and I'll say like it, it didn't even matter if you were like West Point or ROTC or. OCS, like look at our extended friend group. Like there's at least a handful from each different like commissioning routes. People weren't clicked up like, oh, you went to West Point. I'm not going to be your friend or you didn't go to the academy. Like, you know, I don't know who you are. I remember like one of the first Thanksgivings I was there, <clears throat> Josh Pettit and I got invited to like some West Pointers house for Thanksgiving. I didn't know anyone there. Josh knew like the one girl and it was like 15 people, like other officers. And, and we had a good time. Like, yeah. I just don't think at other stations or like other places in the army, you're getting that same experience that you got at Fort Stewart. Um, and I know like being there, we would always like make fun of it or tell people not to come. But I think looking back, like hindsight 2020, I would definitely recommend like go down to Fort Stewart. You're going to deploy you're going to be in the field. It's going to suck, but you're going to have fun in Savannah. You're going to meet a great group of people. Uh, and you're good. You're going to have a good time. Good experience. Amen. I mean, Tony, I just want to say you made it this far. I'm really proud of you for making it this far, even though we were close to cutting you for not including us in your uh, home search there. Pretty upset about that. Me. Not going to lie. As your roommate, he would try to give up your room at Barrel. That upsets me in particular. Um, I will say, John, who's the first one to come visit you? It actually will be you, Cole, by it the way. Me. Tony was the first one to reach out to say he'll come. Well, I, actually, Cole was the first one to reach out to me. He was the first one yes. to reach out to me. I was going to come this weekend. Yeah, it's true, because I had Alyssa's birthday. Cole oh. was the first one to reach out to me. <laughs> Noah you have to say, Tony, you are close, you're a close yeah, second. Gonna... Yeah, I was going to be there this weekend, and John's like, actually, I won't be in town this weekend. Yeah. Funny enough, so. I'm going to fly up to Boston this Friday. But, Tony, you know, I just have one final question for you. Me and Cole have one final question for you, and this question is going to determine the fate of your – the fate of your destiny on this podcast. So, Tony, do you want to swim in our ocean? Yes, I'll swim in your ocean. You're now swimming in our ocean. Congratulations, Tony. Okay, so that was exciting. You're gonna put you're gonna put an applause in there, John, right? When you edit this.
Oh, 100%. <laughs> He's going to add that suspenseful music for like 30 seconds, which makes it good. Enough. That's good. That's yeah, good. I like it. No, I'm saying it's good. It's definitely good. I did some good graphics in the last episode. I just want to say you that. did. Yeah, I was actually impressed for someone with, you know, no degree in graphic design or zero background with any software except GRMe. Yeah. Can we can we acknowledge the sexism though that's happening in our world today? Where Rachel, her episode had the least amount of views of all of our episodes. False, actually. Really? That's second, surprising. Second least. She's right above Marquise's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Marquise was the first episode. You know, know that you, that's expected. That man didn't have no fucking Wi-Fi, man. You gotta let him go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his his picture quality and while he was driving still clearer than yours. So uh, that is true. So I, as you it. could tell, it's really hard to get released. If you only get released if you have really bad Wi-Fi. <laughs> if your Wi-Fi stops working. <laughs> <laughs> He had better Wi-Fi driving in the middle of Oklahoma than he did at his house. Well, yeah, the, the other thing is my Wi-Fi is cut out a couple of times, but we just, we take a break. You're the host. We, you know, we, you we can get back it. up and then we act, we cut, we cut the, the part out. Anyways, moving along, Green Day, not the right band, but I think it's like All America Rejects. Talking about rejects, we're going to go through NFC power rankings for Cole Sports Take of the Week. Good transition. Yeah. I'm That's quickly, it. I'm quickly going to go through my six tiers. They're small. They're fast. I'm going to go from the the top. I got the Goliath. That's one team. That's the Eagles. I got an A plus grade. Those. That's the A plus team. Everyone knows the NFC. It's kind of top heavy. But it's also there's a lot of unknown and uncertainty in that side of the con or that side of the NFL. That conference is a lot of um, upside. Every team in the NFL or in the NFC minus the Cardinals probably thinks they can make the playoffs this year. So that makes it exciting. The AFC they have like eight, you know, really competitive teams that could you know make the Super Bowl. I think NFC really you're looking at like three teams that like are worthy of making the Super Bowl. Um, or more of the Eagles or in, Eagles included? Eagles included. I think specifically, okay. I think maybe winning the Super Bowl specifically, there's three teams right. you can look at that it can win it. Um, AFC, different story. You could put eight teams in the AFC, maybe nine that can actually go to the Super Bowl. And then, like, you look at a few others that can win. But I got Eagles number, without further ado, Eagles number one, Goliath, the A plus team. Then I got the 49ers and Cowboys. Those that, that's like the elite and blue chip tier, A minus. I think 49ers two, Cowboys three. I still a little bit skeptical with the 49ers quarterback situation. I know they have Brock Purdy back. I know Sam Darnold's cooking. He just played in the preseason, is what I saw at the gym. Yeah. So, so I think he's gonna he's gonna play. He might play week one. Yeah. So so my thing is, you kind of always see this with the 49ers. They always get hot at the end of the year. So. You look them at the beginning of the year and they're like, they're kind of like the Chiefs, which the Niners play completely different football than the Chiefs. The Niners are a defensive team. They're a run first team. And then they use the play action pass. They have a great amount of talent. Chiefs are a little bit different. They're just, you know, it's their clutch gene that they have. Their chemistry with their, you know, Kelsey and Mahomes, all of that. But with the 49ers, you look at them like the first few weeks of the season, you're like, what's going, why is this team elite? But they have the roster. 
you have no doubts right now, especially in the NFC this year, that they're going to find their way in the top four. You know, they're going to be the NFC West champion. Uh, Cowboys number three. Obviously, I think if it was any other fucking conference or any other division, excuse me, besides the NFC East, I think they're looking at like being the favorites. Everyone's a lot. A lot of people are on the Cowboys hype train this year thinking that, you know, it's their year. You look at what's happening in preseason and training camp and everyone's shitting on the Cowboys because Dak I Prescott's going I'm not picks. hearing anyone saying it's the Cowboys yeah, here. They, they, that hype was last year they had that hype. Yeah. I don't know if they had the same hype this year. They lost, they lost their offensive coordinator. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I would have the Giants above the Cowboys. Okay. And I'm not saying the Giants are a Super Bowl team, but I think in the NFC East, it's it's us, and then it's the Giants, Cowboys. So commanders. we'll see. I think they they like the weapons they have on offense now. With they added Brandon Cooks, like they obviously got CD Lamb, Dalton Schultz left, but um, I don't know. They they like their their offensive line. They still got Tony Pollard. Their defense, you still have some of the most, you know, electrifying players on the defensive side of football. Uh, going into my next tier, the solid, dependable tier for the NFC. I got three teams, pretty tight. I got four Seahawks, five Giants, six Lions. The reason I'm going Seahawks first is I think they have more talent on offense. I think they're when you look at like like they can run the football, they're gritty too. You got Kenneth yeah. Walker. You look at what they have. It's like the Giants. Yeah, they can play smash mouth football. They both have defense. Now I think the right. Seahawks they're better secondary wise. They have a great secondary. I think they have a better good. offense. They have they Metcalf. Have, they have Lockett. Better yeah. receivers. Jackson Smith, Jigba. Like they, they have a they have a really good like whether they're running the ball or throwing the ball. I think Geno Smith and Daniel Jones are similar. And I would say Geno Smith, you know, kind of proved himself more than, than Daniel Jones. Daniel yeah, Jones I'd season. say that. But yeah. Daniel Jones, everyone's saying he looks phenomenal this training camp and that he's like lighting it up. So maybe this is really like he was worth the money that he got this past offseason. And then the Giants have a great defense. Brian Dayball and then their their offense. Saquon's unhappy, but he's still on the team. He's trying to prove himself. I still think that team is something to be reckoned with. They have Darren Waller this year. So, like, they're only going to get better, the Giants, in my opinion. He um, looks good, allegedly. Yeah. The the Eagles podcast I listened to, they were talking about, you know, our enemy teams, and they said Darren Waller is looking electric in camp. So, I, yeah. I think that – and that's why I think the Giants are going to take a step forward, and that's going to come at the expense of the Cowboys. But we'll see. Football starts in a couple weeks. And then quickly, Lions. I I'm not a huge. Obviously, I'm not on the Lions hype train. Go pack, go. I but, am on the Lions hype train. Okay, well, I I will let you. I'm gonna quickly let you guys chime in in a second when I get through these Lions. I think Jared Goff. I like him a lot. My doppelganger. I, I think you know Jameer Gibbs is gonna be a solid pick. I think they have a turnover. They have a. Uh, what do you call it? Like a, they capitalize on defense. You know, they make the most of situational football. That's what they did last season. I think they're only going to get better because of their coaching staff. I think they're, they have a lot of energy and, you know, they play with passion. I think they're good. I also don't think that they're like a team that you can be like, Oh gosh, like this, I hear people talking on ESPN, like Super Bowl contenders for the NFC. The lions are not that team. 
Um, but with that said, I think they're a solid team. I think they're going to have a winning record and they'll probably make the playoffs. Um, but going into my next year, I got talented, unknown and inconsistent. I got a B minus ranking on these teams. So the last tier was solid and dependable with a B. This tier, I got a B minus. I got the Vikings at seven, the Packers at eight, the Saints at nine. Uh, the Vikings, they got Kirk Cousins. They got Justin Jefferson. They have talent. Like there's TJ Hawkinson on that team. They're still going to have, they're going to put up points. And then their defense has players. You just, their secondary right. is pretty bad. I think they're going to have like a lot of high scoring games and they're going to come out on top with a lot of them because Kirk Cousins is the top three quarterback in the NFC. That's, Most of the games but, last season was by one touchdown, right? Like it was. Yeah, a pretty- but, but whether and like we don't, they're not going to win thirteen games this season, but they're going to be a winning right. record team. Like I think they'll be a nine and eight, ten and seventeen. Yeah, I could um, see them nine and eight, or maybe you know, vice versa, eight and nine. Yeah, I, I don't think they get more than ten. And something I'll say is, I was looking through the Packers record, and I was giving myself an honest. I broke it down by every four games what I think they could do. And this means fucking nothing because of everything that happens throughout the season with injuries and who's hot at what time. But I had the Packers going nine and eight. I think they could do is like a reasonable expectation for nine and eight for the Packers. And so I think that's something like you were saying, Tony, you were joking in the catch and release that you said (laughs) what defines success for a sports team is like exceeding expectations is one of them. Yeah. Winning championships is the other. We're not going to win a championship this season. But I think making the playoffs would be a, a great success for the Packers this season. Agreed. I think we're probably not going to, but getting a winning record and seeing what can happen is something that I is definitely in the in the cards. Saints, they got Derek Carr, another top four or five quarterback in the NFC. That division is up for anybody. So you really fucking never know. That's why I have everyone below them in the NFC South. Going into my next year, I got C plus. I have six teams in there. Bears, Panthers, Commanders, Rams, Falcons, and Bucks. I think all of those teams, you can make the, the estimate that the Bears, Panthers, Commanders, Rams, Falcons, and Bucks, you can be excited about that team. But again, there's a lot of question marks. So it's like I have a question mark next to those teams. But right. there's also like you look at the Commanders and you're like, okay, take Sam Howell out of the picture. Let's say Sam Howell's Brock Purdy. The Commanders have a really good football team. If Sam Howell strong, strong defensive line. They yeah. have weapons. They got McLaren. Mc McLaurin. They got the fucking guy McLaurin. from Penn State. Um, yeah. Like there, and then they got Curtis Samuel, and then they got two really good running backs. So you're excited about that as Washington? I don't know. There's a lot of good talent there. Um, but yeah, I think Cardinals are the 16 team. They suck. There's no. Yeah, they're gonna be. Probably the number one pick next year in the draft. They're going to have the worst record. They might have three wins, maybe four at best. And I think that's a good thing for them because they still have Kyler Murray. And if he's, God forbid, he's still, he's like, you know, he's doesn't. Well, he's going to be out for the year. He got injured. Exactly. Well, I'm saying that's a good thing for, yeah. for him. But I hope he just decides to stay on the team because then, you know, they still have a future. Who's, With that, who's the though, new coach? Who's the new coach? The finals, fucking uh, offensive coordinator for no, the defensive no, coordinator, no, defensive for, uh, coordinator Gannon, Jonathan Gannon. Gannon, yeah, for the Eagles from last season. He was okay. I mean, as fans, we weren't thrilled with him. Um, I think it was a stretch higher, especially for a team that is going to lose next year. 
but I, I guess his expectations are don't lose the team as long as he doesn't lose the team and they compete even if they win one game he's safe for probably two three years what was that meme? what was that meme with Jonathan Gannon that was like he's talking to Raheem Moore the the slot receiver that's really fast from Purdue that's like their their second or third receiver now in the Cardinals he's like welcoming himself to the rest of the roster and then Raheem Moore walks in he's like you can run you're really fast you can you can fly you're you're a fast guy and and then he's like high five and then Raheem Moore Raheem Moore is like not even smiling he's just like what the fuck is it's it's literally like a Michael like I should live um that meme and she was like this is like a Michael Scott like office meme yeah and that's from our impressions that's how he was as like a defensive coordinator like as the only way he gets fired is if he loses the team and i mean it's possible like he could lose the team that's like that's like nathaniel hackett that's i think how he lost the broncos he's like a goofy guy that's like funny but if he's the head coach and they start sucking everyone fucking hates him yeah Um, i mean no they had higher expectations i don't if the Cardinals internally think they're going to win more than four games. They're crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone thinks they're going to win more than four games right now, but you never fucking have a clue. Um, so really quick, everyone knows the Eagles are one. Who's got some? What teams did I say aren't? Who do you think's better than what I just said? I'm. I want the Lions to go up. I think. I think the Lions are going to. Exceed expectations. So where do you want the lines? Number four? Yes. Or you want them higher than four? Number four. I want them number four. Okay. Okay. So I would say the Cowboys flip with the Giants. I think the Cowboys are going to take a step back. Like I said, they lost their offensive coordinator. Tony Pollard's coming off injury. They had one of their offensive linemen try and hold out for camp. I mean, he got his a new deal restructured. He's back. But I think that offensive coordinator switch is going to let the head coach, like McCarthy, call the plays. And he is still living in, what, 2010, whatever year you guys won the Super Bowl. Like, is he going to call slant, slant, slant every play? I, 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 like, hate the Cowboys with the fucking passion. I actually have – Someone put a sticker on my car with a Cowboys pissing <laughs> on the Packers. And That's I fucking, funny. I'm like, I hate the Cowboys. There's no other fan base I really don't like more than them. But I will say, I root for like Mike McCarthy. I like him a lot. I'm, I'm a fan of his. So like when he's in a tough situation, like I would like to see them succeed if they get to the playoffs. Not saying I want them to win the Super Bowl, but Eagles, quick, quick, quick thing before we go on the Butter Bar Bite of the Week, our favorite segment. What happens? If Jalen Hurts gets injured, I still think, and this is what's crazy about this team, I still think with Marcus Mariota, the Eagles are a Super Bowl favorite. Like, not like a favorite to win, but I still think you put them with like a like a Brock Purdy 49ers, I think they instantly go to like that next tier below where like you're looking at like a Brock Purdy and the 49ers team. I think you're looking at that with the Eagles. I think the difference between the Eagles and the Niners is I think a little bit of just 
Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy. And I think Brock Purdy's got more gamer in him than Mar Marcus Mariota at this time of their career. But I think Mariota could, with the level of play around him, be a be a playoff quarterback. So I think this is like where you don't know the Eagles in and out like I do. Marcus Mariota looks like hot garbage in every practice and preseason game we've had this season. So if Jalen Hurts, if the season relies on Jalen Hurts playing every game and he gets hurt for like three games and we have to play Mariota, we're not going to – we'll probably lose all three. I think we'd have a better chance if Hurts got hurt like week two, three, or four, knock on what he doesn't, and he was out for the year, and we said, hey, we're, we're going to skip Mariota and put in our third stringer. I think it's – Tanner McKee, he's been lighting it up in mini camp, training camp, preseason, the joint practices with like the Colts and the Browns. He's been playing really well. He could be the Brock Purdy for the Eagles this year. Knock on wood. Jalen Hurts doesn't get hurt. But if he was, I think we could still make the playoffs with him. If Mariota goes in for more than one game, we're going to lose every time. He looks he looks like a 30-year-old washed up backup, which he is, unfortunately. What about Philip Rivers, though? Philip Rivers hasn't played in like three years. What what the I think a report came out like the Niners were gonna call Rivers yeah. if they had to play if in the they, Super Bowl. If they beat the Eagles in that in the NFC championship, they were yeah. gonna gonna have Philip. <laughs> that would have been my favorite story of like all that of us. Awesome. I've the Niners could have had their entire team healthy. They were not beating us. In like a financial field. And I've been hearing them whine and complain all off season. I can't wait for them to come back and play us this year. And we beat the brakes off of them again with their full team. And then they could stop complaining. And it's similar to the saints. Like when we won the super bowl, the saints were like, Oh, if we had played the Eagles, we would have beat them and got to the super bowl. It's like, no, you couldn't even beat the Vikings. Like you weren't going to beat us in Philly. Stop complaining. Same thing this time with the Niners, they just whine and whine and whine. And honestly, I think they could miss the playoffs this year. That's my, my dark horse pick to miss the playoffs is the Niners. And the, the Seahawks win the division, and they they slip out of contention. Rams. Last thing I'm going to say, Rams. Cooper Cup's back. Matthew Stafford. The hype should be bigger for the Rams. Yeah. Well, the, why are the Rams, like, the third – you look at power rankings, they're, like, 30th out of 32 teams in the NFL. And, like, Matthew Stafford's back. They have Cooper Cup. They have Aaron Donald. They don't have Jalen Ramsey. Okay. But, like, Greg, it's his, that team is it's, there. Yeah, they're, if Stafford – if Their his arms line not is shot, suspect. their offensive if, line is suspect. If if Stafford's arms not shot, which it was last year, and that's pretty much why he couldn't play. Mm -hmm. If he can throw the ball, they'll contend. If he can't, then they're gonna probably shut him down and be one of the worst teams again. All right. Speaking, uh, quick, of... quick question. Quick question. Uh, <laughs> DeAndre Swift. He's on the Eagles now, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah big Swift fan. Okay. Go on, Cole. You're a Lions guy, John. You, I, you know, you know like, the ex-Lions players? I secretly like the Lions. I think the Lions are underhyped. They're underappreciated. One, I think, I because I feel bad for Jared Goff. I feel terrible about Jared Goff and what happened. look like Jared Goff. You know, Has anyone ever told you that? Yeah, some people have told me that. I, I, The uh, ice cream store right down the road, 
The girls think I look like Ryan Gosling, but that's another story. So Jared Goff, they, they did. They call me every time I order an ice cream. They're like, "Oh, it's Ryan Gosling." Alyssa went there the other day, and she's like, "They're like, oh, you're Ryan Gosling's girlfriend." Anyways, Jared Goff, what what happened to him? What was like at this point three or four years ago? I thought was absolutely terrible what the Rams did to him and him ending up in the Lions. And I just think he has he is honestly one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league today. He did really well last season. And uh yeah, I think the I like the Lions because of Jared Goff and their coach, but I think they're gonna do great. I think they're underrated. John only cares about his John only cares about his fantasy team. That's why he's asking if DeAndre Swift is now on the Eagles. Yeah, right. Speaking of fantasy football, two transitions in this right here. Yeah, your transitions are fire, Cole. One one transition. Beep boop, pop pop, beep beep boop boop. Just breaking news. We're the sixth <laughs> of September, that Wednesday. We are at. I think it's the sixth or is it the seventh. Yeah, you're right. It's the sixth. We are having the fins up, which is really. Kind of like fins down. Fantasy league. We're gonna have it streamed as a podcast episode. Cole okay. and John. Cole and John are gonna. We're gonna call it live. We're gonna have Ty, the commissioner, on throughout the entire time, and then we're gonna call up each and every one of the people that are drafting throughout <laughs> the throughout the draft as what's going through their mind during the different rounds and what they're excited about, what they're nervous hopefully about. Hopefully Marquise answers. He <laughs> might forget we're drafted. Yeah, hopefully he's, he's, he's got better Wi-Fi since the last episode. We're going to tell Marquise to hit the road when he when we call him so that we can talk to him when he's fucking... He got the fiber, you know, got the fiber optic Wi-Fi after last yeah, episode. Right. So no, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Marquise, we love you. Yeah, um, we, Marquise. we love you Marquise. You know, this is a uh, caller on caller crime right here, but First catch and release, rip. Yeah, catch, catch and release on catch and release crime. Sorry, Marquise. <laughs> Anyways, second transition. Mm. There's nothing better than coming home and wanting more food. Um, true. Facts. You come home from work. Every one of us, you know, we're a blue collar. Is it red collar or blue? I don't really understand the color. Blue, color. blue, blue, blue. collar is tough. Blue collar, you're working with your hands. White collar, you're sitting at a desk. It's like so a lawyer. Thing, tell me this. Tell me this. Why is blue chip like the highest level talent? And then blue collar is like the lowest level fucking pay. Hmm. It's a good, good question. You have Google on that uh, computer of yours. You might want to look that up. We don't have access to Google. But that's, that's something I'm curious about anyways. So a blue collar day that we have we come back home all we want is you know some stir fry some air fry some air fry air fry your dinner ready some some meatloaf some mac and cheese mashed potatoes a vegetable anything but but what i'll tell you this is people don't understand what the value is in having a good home-cooked meal and something that can be cooked fresh healthy well-prepared by a great chef that went to the Culinary Institute of America, CIA in uh, California. Le Cordon Bleu, Le Cordon Bleu. But yeah. Dad Applebee's. Look, and I, I, that's a bad, Applebee's. 
That's a bad. That's a bad thing I just said. CIA is not true. He went to Le Cordon Bleu. Yep. Um. Wait, Le Cordon Bleu is the number one. CIA. I say it's number one because I went there, but I'm pretty sure CIA is number one. But yes, okay. So, but fuck CIA, Le Cordon Bleu. Shout out to John Iredale, the Butter Bar, the real Butter Bar at the real Butter Bar. Follow him. He's doing Stump the Chef this Thursday, August 24th. We're excited about it. Me too. Um, And then, besides that, John, please lead us into the real Butter Bar bite of the week. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Fun fact too. Uh, I graduated with Cornell Blue with high honors. I was a speaker for the uh, graduating class, so not many people know that. Humble brag. Oh, just I know, I know. Just wow. To put that out there. Just you're uh, the honor grad of culinary school. I was. <laughs> I was. Cole has his little candle lamp over there. That's good. Um. So yeah, you know, yeah. That keep. What else you got over there, Cole? <laughs> I, I got a lot of props. You don't even want to. I can go for days. All right. So so for the butter bar bite of the week. So Cole mentioned blue collar, white collar. So you know, and I mentioned a few episodes ago about common mistakes that household you know home cooks make um, that aren't trained. Well, this week I want to talk about common cooking myths that surround you know. You know, like old, you can call them old wives' tales or whatever you want to call them, but cooking myths that people follow that stand by, they, you know, that they think are true, that are actually totally false. So I got a few cooking myths here that I'm going to go over. Really popular ones that, you know. So the first one is you have to rinse your pasta after cooking it, right? So a lot of, yeah. So 70%, yes. it, I know, I know, it's being Italian. I, sure. I've never done that. Yeah, I know. I, it depends. One, there are utilities to rinsing your pasta after cooking it, but it's a myth, right? Because people think, oh, when you rinse your pasta after cooking it, that it slows down the cooking process. You know, you get a better bite to your pasta, makes it better al dente, whatever, which is actually completely not true. When you rinse pasta after cooking it, you're actually removing all the starch off that pasta, which means when you try to mix it with the sauce, the sauce won't stick to the pasta, Right. So do not rinse your pasta after boiling your pasta. It won't let the sauce stick. It, it removes all the starch, which adds texture. Um, it has like properties which um, make it so it doesn't reflect like, or it doesn't absorb water and all that stuff. So do not rinse your pasta after boiling it so it can absorb the sauce, unless you're making pasta salad. If you're making pasta salad, rinse it, get the starch out because you eat it cold. If you eat cold pasta, you want the starch off. So it doesn't make it stodgy. It's not absorbing any sauce. You're usually using the vinaigrette, which the oil just kind of, um, um, it'll allow the oil not to get absorbed by the pasta if you rinse it. So pasta salad, rinse your pasta. If you're not making pasta salad, don't rinse your pasta. Leave it. Um, another cooking myth is, <laughs> this one I don't think is as popular. I've seen it a couple times on TikTok, but washing your chicken before cooking i've it. seen that i've seen that yeah which wait, wait what people because it's so, your chicken's dirty it's like to get any type of bacteria off but i think they say not to because it would go into the water supply potentially it, yeah that's part of it so when you wash your chicken you think about it, people are like oh, i'm gonna wash my chicken to get all the salmonella off well when you wash your chicken you put it underneath the faucet that salmonella spreads all around your sink right 
I don't know about your guys' sink, but I also know my sink when I rinse or do dishes, water kind of goes all over the place. It goes in the counters, it goes in the sink, it goes down the drain, whatever you're doing. And it actually makes it more harmful and it makes it more of a safety hazard when you wash your chicken breasts or chicken thighs or poultry, wherever you're washing, right? So you do not want to wash poultry, white meat, etc. Because it's actually more of a safety hazard. All you have to do is take it out of the package and pat it with a paper towel and mm. then throw that paper towel away. I also recommend using like plastic gloves. If you have gloves, I always keep about a hundred underneath my sink. They're really cheap. They're about five bucks whenever you're doing poultry or meat, but do not rinse it under the sink. Just pat it dry with the paper towel. Another cooking myth is that salting your water. Like if you're trying to boil something, whether it's, you know, steaming vegetables or boiling pasta or whatever, a common myth is that salting your water makes your water boil faster. Absolutely not true. I think this is more of an old wives' tale, mom, grandma kind of thing. Um, but salting your water actually slows down the boiling process. Why? Really? Is, yeah. Yeah. So you're adding a solid to a liquid, which I, I forget the scientific term, but it, it mixes them together like they become one. Right. And so it makes it harder for that water to evaporate when that solid mixes with the liquid, it's not as viscous. So it slows down the boiling process. Now, what salting your water does do, it allows, especially with pasta, you want your water to be as salty as a sea when you make pasta because it seasons the pasta. So, but it does not speed up the cooking process. It actually slows it down. So salt your water for flavor purposes, but don't salt your water for like cooking technique or like, well, it also um, makes the noodles not stick. No, actually, no, that does, that's that does not, not make true. the noodles not stick. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's another cooking myth: is that adding oil to pasta water makes the noodles not stick? Absolutely not true. The oil separate. So water and oil don't mix, right? So when you pour oil into a boiling pot of water, it just sits at the top, anyways. That causes a fire. No, no. Huh? <laughs> you ever use oil? First time? First time using oil. Olive oil. John, I always ask John before I cook anything. I'm yeah, like, John. Can, he calls me. Yeah. I'm like, John, I'm about to cook some pasta in a pan. What do I do? And he's like, don't do that. It's going to cause a fire. I, I, but if you add it to water, it's not going to cause a fire because yeah. it's in water. You know, that makes sense. Water prevents so fires. I'll say I cooked pasta today, John, yep. and I threw the water in the pot, put the pot on. Before I turn it on the stove, I throw in salt, butter, and olive oil, give it a little mix, and then I let it boil. Am I doing it right or am I doing it wrong? No. I'm doing it for the seasoning, for the season. You hit, you hit three myths in one, which makes it proof. <clears throat> Don't add the butter. <laughs> Good point. Fact. Right. So Myth busted. But butter is the same thing. Butter is the same thing as oil. If you add the butter to the boiling water, it's just going to separate. It's not going to season the noodles. The salt will because it absorbs in the mm. water. It's a chemical reaction. They absorb, whereas the butter just separates. And when you strain your pasta, it's not going to be on the pasta anyway. So if you want to season it with butter, you boil it, you strain it, you put it back in the pot, and then you add a pound of butter. Like Got That's it. the best way to do it. Adding butter to boiling water or oil to boiling water does absolutely nothing. Mm. So to make the best pasta based off those three cooking myths, salt your water so it tastes like the sea for flavor, not for 
you know, to speed up the cooking process, it's still going to take about five to 10 minutes for the, you know, for the pot to boil. Do not add oil or butter until after you strain the pasta. Um, and don't rinse your pasta unless you're making pasta salad. And then the last cooking myth that I'm going to go over that's not having to do with pasta is people believe that if you sear your meat, like steak or whatever, if you get a hard sear on it, that that's what keeps the juices within the meat, right? So people think when you cook steak and you get that crust, like, oh, the juices, it's safe. I can eat it right after I cook it because I seared it. I, I created that crust. I did all that. But that's not what retains the juices in the meat. If you want a juicier piece of meat, you do sear it or you grill it, whatever. It doesn't matter what cooking technique you use. It's essentially going to retain the same amount of moisture unless you boil it, which takes moisture out. But let's say you sear a steak. The way to keep the juices inside the steak is to let it rest for about five to 10 minutes on the counter. So you cook it and, you know, not, obviously not straight on the counter cold. Like, don't take that literally. Like, <laughs> put it on a plate or a paper towel You're going to grab it with his hands out yeah, of his hands. Just like a Neanderthal. He said put it on the counter. <laughs> just throw it on the counter. No, you put it on a plate and you let it just sit there for five, between five to ten minutes. That steak not becoming as hot and the internal temperature decreasing allows that those juices to stay within the meat and it won't bleed out. So it's not the actual searing process or the grilling process that retains moisture and stuff in, in, in meat. It's the resting process at the end. Okay. So sear it, let it rest for five to 10 minutes. You can have a much juicier, tastier piece of meat. Like but that. those are just, you know, I don't know how many myths that was. I didn't really count, but it's it like a handful. Yeah, yeah, just a handful of, 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 you know, popular cooking myths that people follow. Um, and just ways to correct and kind of debunk them. So coming from a chef, a lot of these cooking myths aren't real. Don't just trust TV. Don't trust Rachel Ray and Food Network. Love Rachel oh, Ray. She she uh, has some good oh, tips. Oh, Rachel Ray. That's my girl. Don't yeah. don't don't take whatever you see on TV or the internet verbatim. Actually do some research. Cooking is a chemical process. There's a lot of chemical reactions that go around. So just know there's science into it that, you know, there's reasons why we do certain things and don't believe old wives tales, but that's okay. So ladies and gentlemen, what we just heard from John was you have mistakes that are made in the kitchen, but a lot of those mistakes are because there's myths. So one thing you, one thing you don't know is don't see your steak for juice in a boiling pot of water all right all right you were listening good you yeah. got all the myths don't know what actually everybody that's exactly what i said and I that's what he said to... so boil your steak don't put oil don't put oil in your water if you it want rinse it, it after happen. you're done boiling it and it will become the best steak you've ever had don't put oil in your pasta water and expect it to be you know better unless it's a steak salad don't rinse your chicken <laughs> don't rinse your chicken, please. Don't, we don't rinse your steak before we're cooking it. All right. Um, and then we have a we have a question from a guest in the audience. Yeah. Those you. those three tropic yeah. dreams in the background, John. There's no way that all of them are empty. Yeah, I want to. Are they full? Crush those. There's like nothing in there. Can't even hear it. Both of them. These are empty. Do you? Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick. I see Tony looking at Hannah in the background. No, actually, it's the Phillies. Bases loaded, bottom of the ninth. We're down by one. 
we're up to bat. So I'm like, it's kind of a Trey Turner's up. This could be make or break. So Trey Turner was Tony's middle brother's uh, childhood hero. No, that was Chase Utley. Sorry. That was Chase Utley. Um, <laughs> anyways. That was Ron Howard. <laughs> Who went to Coles High School. Ryan Howard, Ron Howard. Ron, Ron Howard went to Coles High School. Wait, Ron Howard was like Will Ferrell in that one fucking broadcaster movie, right? Anchorman? Anchorman. Yeah. No, that was Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Close. You got like half you're, the name correct. You're getting like one part of the name, um, first name right, last name right, but not first and last name right. That's called, hey, that's called like, I'm getting better at networking right now. All right. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Like I get one part of the name right. Okay. So got it. Here's my business card. I'm looking for a job transitioning army officer. <laughs> Actually, oh, he just got a hit. We just won. Phillies win. Let's go get hope. Oh, that's not true. That's Jesse, not true. we're coming. Yeah. We're coming for the Braves. That's not yeah. true. Go Phillies. We just that's did. True. I just watched. Are you serious? Trey Turner. Why are you not off. that excited for it? Well, I'm on your podcast. Yeah, it's just a regular season game. I was in the we. I was in the World Series last year. You think I'm going to get overly excited for a little walk off win? Come on now. All right. Second, second thing on that. That's a very exciting. I'm kind of like that pumps me up that we just had a Phillies win on the show. Um with Tony on the show. Yeah. Cole's gonna urinate really quick. So we can either cut this part out or you guys can talk and keep this part in. But it's gonna I take mean, me 10 seconds. You'll you'll find out when I post it. Yeah. Yeah, good call. I do. Good I call. have the power. Jordan have... Love. 10. <laughs> Did I say lube or love? Or wait, even doing an EMBA. Why are you talking about? Wait, you're gonna do it first of all, executive MBA before your MBA. Well, there are two different types of degrees. Yeah, but you would get your executive like it's the same. The well, no, John, yeah. it's the same degree. It, it's just gonna say like you just say MBA. Yeah, it's just there's different ways to get the MBA. Like you yeah, do so, full time, you can do executive part time online. There's you know. Yeah, from who I talk to, they're like, it doesn't matter how you get your MBA, as long like getting an MBA is an MBA, whether it's part time, full time, or EMBA. What what is that? This is the third flavor of the New Realm Brewing Company, Blackberry Smoke, American Lager. John, not to cut you off, is New Realm the one that had the restaurant and brewery bar right across from? I think so. I think so. I think it was. It was. No, you're actually right. I could. Hannah, was New Realm across from El Rocco's in Tequila Town? Yeah. She says yes. And you know what's funny about that? You know what's funny about that? There's three There's three, three different brewing companies or brew, brewing locations of the company. Savannah, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, and then Virginia Beach, Virginia. But see, their website doesn't yeah. say Savannah. No, it, it, the box I, I bought, the variety pack, and whatever the fuck. It it says New Realm New Realm Brewing Company, and it says Savannah, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, and Virginia Beach, Virginia. Yeah, but so it was. The website it's... doesn't say that. It says Atlanta, Auburn, Virginia Beach, and Charleston. Interesting. Yeah. But they did close the Savannah location down, so maybe you got. Yeah. Maybe they updated it from when they That's... packaged the beer because they closed. I remember they closed the last time I was in Savannah. What St. Patty's weekend, or. Well, in no, May, whatever last time I, mean, I was there, it, it, no one went to that fucking spot except before yeah. Germany. That was the last time I was there. Was before Germany. 
I was that place was good. I like. We did it. have a fun. We did have a fun visit there. I remember there was that. just so many. There's just so many other options, and it, it's not all like close to the river. It's not close to like the like the central square area. It's yeah, kind of yeah. off in the distance. There's nothing there right now. What's this funny? What's like really? right across El Rocco and then meant to be like in between there, that little spot right there. There's nothing there anymore. But um, wow. anyways, transition. Yeah, are we picking it? Yeah, are we picking back up? Yeah, I we're going to pick back up. Um, right. We're going to talk about what you guys were talking like about. Yeah, we're going to talk about what you were talking about. Tell Hannah she's on soon. Um, she's right there. She's listening. She's holding she's on the list, Hannah. Can we see Marvel? Can we get a Marvel appearance? Pass them to me. Oh, Here he look is. At that guy. He's a wiener dog. He was supposed to be a mini, but he's not. He's definitely like almost average size. Dude, <laughs> that guy's bigger than a Doberman. He's still got his balls, trying to breed him, you know, make some money off it. Yeah, nice. Sell, sell a little bit of Marvel puppies. Take him to that park right outside your apartment. And yeah, right. <laughs> He has a little girlfriend, Minnie, that's like this big, but it's the same like wiener dog type. She's seven. She's seven. That that's means she's 49. Odd. How old is he? <clears throat> Six seven months, months, seven months. Yo, he's going for the he's going for the gusta. He's going for the, the older ladies there. Likes MILF. What can I say? Nice. The thing is, Congrats, Marvel. Congrats. Best of luck. Wiener dogs live till they're like 30 years old. So, yeah, some old like sixty year old woman came up to me at a farmer's market and goes, "I had one of those. They raised four of my kids. The dog lived to nineteen. She goes, "How old is he?" And I go, six months. So he has two more decades to go." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, you're gonna want to get another one." I go, "Nah, not a forty forty seven. I'm not <laughs> one and done." So cool. Uh, not, like, not like your children. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Speaking of selling wiener dogs as a business, cool. Do you happen? Do you want to share your uh, your business idea with the world? So something that's, I think we've discussed this, John, and uh, I know we've all we're all partaking in this. This week's episode, we're we're including the catch and release, and we really want Anthony Perone to provide us oh, with that's right the, we did discuss this yeah the fins down shark bank welcome to the fins down shark bank and you're looking at john ardell and cole mueller as your investors we're excited to hear your idea and we might not want to invest in and we might not at the end of the, at the end of your uh idea we'll give you our you know our ratio what we think and then we'll give you an offer and then that's what you can take or delete it you can pick one of our offers. But at the end of this episode, please, please, for the viewers in the audience, this is free chicken. Whatever Tony gives you, it's free. All you right? can take his idea. It is not copyrighted. Please. You guys done? Should I give my idea? Yeah, John Cuban's ready. John Cuban? Cole, who are you? Because I'm not taking John Cuban's offer, no matter what it is. I'm Mr. I'm Wonderful. Walking away. I'm Mr. Wonderful. Uh, so I got a five-minute warning to come up with a business idea before I hopped on the call for the viewers. Uh, this is something, it's not around yet, but I have been looking at companies to invest in and I haven't really found any. But I know it's out there. People are trying to do it. 
the future of mining is asteroid mining. Huh? So the company that starts up that's able to fly out, pull an asteroid back into orbit around like Earth or Mars, and then mine it for minerals is going to make trillions of dollars. And I'm willing to be one of the first investors. So my idea is to invest in an asteroid mining company. But if you look into it, there are asteroids that aren't that big that could get pulled into orbit around the moon or Mars or close to Earth for, you know, with like it'd take like a year to pull it into orbit or two years. And the minerals and ores that are on these asteroids are like triple the quantity currently remaining on Earth. Like you're looking at an astronomical dollar amount, like a trillion dollars per asteroid in that ballpark just from bringing it into orbit and mining it. Now, is it dangerous? Yes. Do we have that technology available? No. But I'm hoping Elon, you know, Bezos is listening to this podcast saying, this guy's got an idea. He knows what he's doing. No science background. I took one science class in the last seven years, senior year of college, and it was geology in Hollywood. And we talked about rocks a little bit. And that's what got me on to asteroid mining. So if some smart guy out there starts that company, I will invest. And I will be you know, one of the top five investors. Not a lot of money, but I'll be first or second. Maybe third. Uh, hey, Mr. Wonderful, do you mind if I start asking the first question? You, you go ahead, John Given. All right. Um, thank you. Um, so, uh, Mr. Perone, how do you, what do you think your startup cost would be for such a venture like that? Probably a billion, probably one, one billion dollars. So I'm asking for one billion. And I'll give you the 10% stake in the company <laughs> with the, you know, available, there's infinite number of asteroids. And if each asteroid is worth a trillion dollars, what's infinite times a trillion, you know, infinite trillion, you're looking at endless money for only $1 billion invested. But if you, and if you get an asteroid, I'm not letting it out of my orbit. I'm not letting <laughs> the Chinese come and take my asteroid. I'm not letting, you know, it those... could destroy the human race. It, it might give you. It could. I'm not letting Bruce Willis touch my touch my asteroid because he'll blow it up. You know, from my, from experience. Okay. All right. So we talked startup costs. What I want to know is, what are the dividends? Infinite. You're getting infinite money. Now the first 10 years, you're losing. You're not getting any money. It's actually, we're going to spend that billion. Uh, and we're taking it down to zero. But a decade from now, that billion is going to turn into probably us looking for more investors. But 10 years from that point where we get another six people to give us six billion, and we had seven billion over 20 years, then we're going to pull that asteroid in. Start mining away at the gold, the diamonds, the ores. You think those batteries Tesla puts in their cars, you think 
that that ore is an infinite supply on earth nope what it does in space and that's where we're going not the moon not mars but asteroids bitches mm -hmm. <laughs> um no that was that was good honestly we haven't really had a most creative thought like that out of our episode we've we've really gone to the more tangible ideas whether it's john iredale once produced shish kebabs yeah the thing. ideas you guys recommended were already around <laughs> sticks sticks and stoves is still out there for everybody okay roadrunner by the way is, is a, a thing is a real thing which i thought was useless so i was shocked it was a real thing all right, but I have one more question as from from John Cuban about this. So, um, how, what what was I going to ask? Um, we'll cut this part out. <laughs> logistically, you know, you being a, I, I have faith in you because you were a logistics officer, so I know you understand operations and logistics. Um, how many, how much equipment? do you think is going to be necessary to go grab to grab, grab asteroid, the asteroid you say it you can say it <laughs> to go out and i'm assuming hatch hatch onto an asteroid yep bring it back yep to earth and mine it and then <laughs> separate the minerals to disperse to the public how much equipment do you think is going to be necessary? To so and this is uh, theoretically, mm -hmm. once it gets into orbit, it just, you know, constantly stays in that same orbit. So the, the key is pulling it into the orbit, let's say around the moon. So I'm thinking one spaceship to pull it, one spaceship with a big crane or like a, a harpoon, like you shoot the harpoon, sticks in the asteroid. You pull it back into the moon's orbit. And then, you know, maybe let's say 10 people are on that spaceship. <laughs> this is a good, this is actually a good idea. Uh, and then it's in orbit. So you're probably sending up some robots, people, you have maybe a hundred people to do the mining with some robots, maybe a hundred robots, a hundred people. And then one spaceship, maybe two spaceships, one's on the asteroid collecting it like a dump truck and then drive it back and then one flies up. So you're thinking three spaceships, maybe a hundred people in space, you know, a thousand on the ground as like, you know, space, space headquarters, maybe in Houston. Um, so I'm thinking three spaceships, a hundred mining vehicles that are yet to be created couple thousand people but for a billion dollars and infinite money obtained in returns i think it's due okay i'm I, i'm willing oh. to make my offer if we're done go with ahead that. please go ahead all right so mr peron you you were asking for one billion dollars with a b with a b it would be one billion dollars yeah, um with ten percent stake in your company um, and, and if you're playing mark cuban i'd also like you to trade luka Doncic to the sixers for james harden what that part of the deal 
Okay, well, I'm not Mark Cuban. I'm John Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna counter that offer with. Put so in I a good would, word, damn it. I will give you. I will give you 1.5 billion uh, initial investment for 15 percent stake of your company. But I also throw in that the butter bar will provide five percent of logistical support. For we, you would be our exclusive food provider on the space shuttle. Yes. On the miners got to eat lunch, breakfast, dinner. Yeah, you'll be so our exclusive food provider, like the we'll, caterer. We'll and they're not getting their chicken washed with water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll give you unrinsed pasta for for lunch and dinner. Um, but yes, that that's my final offer, Cole. What's your offer? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I think the creativity was probably 2000%. It was great. I don't think this podcast slash reality TV show was ready for this type of creativity. That's fair. I, I don't think we are capable of, of funding this. You're close-minded. I get it. I think, I think, close-minded. I think where we're looking is we're looking more inner circle. What can we do with what we have? And with that being said, I'm out. I'm out. Okay. I'm going to take John Cuban's off. <laughs> this is the easiest negotiation I've ever had. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do business with you, Mr. Perone. It's going to be great. We're going to do great things. Mr. Wonderful doesn't even understand what he's knocking himself into. Oh, when we make it big, I'll give you a million dollars. I no. We shout out. Shout out to what? <laughs> I, I want a million dollars when you guys make it big. And and vice versa. All right. Speaking of making it big, this is something that, that really matters to you know, Tony, I don't know if you've made it to the the back end of a lot of our episodes, but something that we talk about is career development, growth, the army, getting out of the army, and then what it takes to do well once you're out in the civilian workforce and making it, you know, how you want to, you know, taking control of your own life. John, I know you you kind of wanted to talk specifically on on parts about it. I know you had a question about as far as Tony's, you know, how he's taking his education further with his master's, if you had anything you wanted to say. Oh, are you, are you bringing <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> asking if, I know you were talking, yeah, this yeah. is your segment for the this episode. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, Tony, so I we, we usually go over pet peeves or whatever. Uh, during this segment, we don't we don't want to you know draw this out any further because we talk about transitioning a lot and all that, um, you know from John and and Jesse from who's in the same process we are. But one angle we haven't heard about is the education angle, the benefits, um, what you can do while in the army to prepare to get an education, um, and etc. So if you don't mind, just kind of giving an overview of what your process was because I know you got enrolled into a part-time uh, a master's MBA program. So do you want to kind of give the listeners a little little overview of what you went through? Yeah, so kind of that preview there, I'm starting my master's next week, actually, on Monday. Um, 
So there's a couple, obviously, different options for master's program. You can do online. You can do part-time. You can do full-time. You can do executive. At the end of the day, you're getting a master's out of it. Uh, I did my undergrad in business. I have a BBA, so the logical path was going back for my MBA. What I always thought was looking at junior officers in the army, like fellow lieutenants, I think we knew maybe one or two that were getting their masters while they were in the army. And I always thought, man, maybe I should have done that. Am I going to be a leg behind? But it wasn't until I got out that I realized that's probably not the best route to go because you're paying for it yourself. In most cases, uh, you can get like tuition assistance through the army, but most of the time, you know, you're going to um, you know, one of the, like, I think it's like American university, which again, nothing wrong with, with that, but generally the masters, uh, is better to do in a location you plan on settling out of the army because you're going to get the networking that comes with it. So I'm going to the, you know, the same school I got by undergrad for my master's it's, it's in Philly. Uh, you're working with, you know, organizations in Philly or companies in Philly, uh, so that's the benefit of the master's is that you get versus your undergrad is a lot of it's networking uh, with other folks in the master's pro- in your master's program who are going to give you like tips, tricks, or, hey, I got a job opening at my job. Why don't you come apply? Or, uh, hey, like, is there any openings at your company? Yeah, you've been, you know, I know you're working school. Why don't you come work with me uh, that you're going to get from doing your master's post-military career? And then with the benefits that come from your time in service. So you have the GI bill, a uh, little unknown program was the VRE. It's like vocational readiness. Uh, and I forget what the E stands for through the VA. Um, yeah. Uh, that, I think you're right there. Provides funding for you to get your master's, to get your undergrad degree, to get certifications. Uh, so I would recommend you know, if you're getting out, if you're in, wait to do further education till you're out. Um, yeah. You know, even if you stay in, if you're thinking of doing more than four years after your command time as a captain, they'll send you back to get your master's while you're full time in the army. So don't waste your lieutenant time going to some no name school or some school in Texas or Phoenix or Alaska, when you're planning on living on the East coast, you're just not going to get the networking. Uh, You know, it's going to look good on your resume or your LinkedIn profile when you're applying for jobs, but it's one going to cost you the money Two, you're not going to get that network. Wait till you get out, go back. Uh, The VA loan or excuse me, the, you know, GI bill or the VRE will pay for your whole education. Um, you'll get BAH with it. Now it depends. If you do full-time, you're going to get hundred percent. If you do part-time, you're going to get 50 or 60, whatever the calculation is. If you do online, it's a set dollar amount. Um, so I'm doing part-time myself one, because it, I get more money in BAH than if I was doing online. And I already live in Philly. I'm going to school in Philly. It's 10 minutes to get to the the campus. It's not a big deal for the extra, like a couple hundred bucks a month I'm going to get in tax rebh. It's, it's worth it to do the part-time, uh, but definitely recommend waiting, get your disability rating, <clears throat> talk to the VA, talk to a VA rep, 
you can apply online for the VRE, you can apply for the GI Bill, see what works for you, see what gives you the most money, uh, and, and go with that option. Question on full-time MBA. As a, if you're not in a really, and so for people that don't know really what the army does, obviously like there's different programs you can do as far as staying in the military, like Tony mentioned with tuition assistance and then getting that college paid for um, or predominantly paid for. And then you adding extra time to your contract whatsoever um, or getting out of the army and then you having multiple veteran benefits that can allow to pay for your school partially or fully um, full-time MBA how do so many people do it? Do you, have you seen any people that have done it? Like, I know people have do it all the time, but yeah. my question is like most of them, I would say 80% of them that I see that do it, they're either married or mm -hmm. they're in a relationship where they're engaged and they're, you know, dual income. And then they have someone that's right. paying for their spouse is picking up the bill. Yeah. They're living needs. Because I'm like, I have people telling me like, Cole, you can't fucking do a full-time MBA because you, you can't afford to live life. You know what I mean? You're going to go in debt. Right. What all, so if you're going to go the full-time route, I highly recommend getting into one of those like top 10 programs like Kellogg, Penn. Harvard, if you don't get, Dartmouth. yeah, if you don't get into a top 10 MBA program or a law school program, law school is different, not you know, you can kind of get in wherever, as long as you have someone foot the bill. But for masters, if you don't get into a top 10, top 20 program, probably there's more for you, but probably not worth it because can you hear him, Mark? We can't hear him yet. Really? Mutes it. Um, but it's probably benef more beneficial for you to do the part-time round, unless you're 100% disabled. Uh, so I have a buddy, John, who's doing full-time uh, at a school down south. It's, it's a good school. I, I forget. It might be Vanderbilt. But he got medically discharged. So he's pulling in 100% disability rating. Um, you know, that's a couple, you know, maybe 1500 maybe to two grand a month. He's getting the BAH, uh, which is significant. Like, I think if I had done full-time in Philly, it was like $2,400 a month BAH. So <clears throat> pair that together, you're, you're looking at about 4,000, which is a good amount of money. Um, you just, you know, got to figure out if that is enough to live off of. For myself, that wouldn't be. That's why I went the part-time route because um, I didn't want to miss out on paychecks. But the maybe these guys doing full-times are also picking up side jobs on the weekends. Like maybe you're bartending, you're a waitress, you're a waiter. Um, and you're making enough money with that plus the BAH plus your disability check from the VA that you're covering your expenses. But it, it's definitely difficult if you, you know, if your family doesn't have money or if you didn't have a ton of money saved up, not pulling a paycheck for a year and a half, two years, which I think is, you know, the standard time for most full-time MBAs. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, cool. I mean, if you get a full-time MBA, you're going to have to make you know, certain sacrifices, like as far as expenses yeah. and stuff, like you're not going to have the nicest place. You're not going to be able to go out as much, whatever. Even if you're like, even with a dual income, like with me and Alyssa, if I were to get a full-time MBA up in Boston, 
it would still be like not as well as I'm living now with my with my captain salary and her salary and like BAH and all right. that stuff. Um, and you're you're losing out on the and I know I've, I've kind of talked to you guys about this outside of the podcast, obviously, but you're losing out on that experience in the civilian world, in the business sector, the utilities, whatever job you might get, you're losing out on years of experience that are going to build your resume by doing the full time. Now you might get a great internship at, you know, IBM or BlackRock or Comcast or, you know, a huge company that's beneficial, uh, but you're losing out on two years of solid civilian sector experience that you can add on your resume that takes you from five years to seven or eight years. And if, you know, if you're on LinkedIn right now and you're looking at jobs, most companies are looking for five, you know, more than five, more than eight, more than 10. So the closer you can get your resume to those higher numbers is going to be more beneficial. And my master's program, if I wanted to, I could finish it in two years doing part-time. If I want, if I really wanted to, I could probably do it in like a year and like a, a, a year and a half, year and three fourths, like throwing a summer semester. Um, so you can still get it done in the same amount of time. It would take a full-time MBA while pulling in a, a paycheck and still working full-time. Well, that's, that. that's the thing too, is like, I've been talking I mean, just for me personally, the last week, I've been talking to so many people, whether it's uh, Alyssa's brother, uh, General Banks, he used to be a instructor or General Banks retired. He's an associate dean at Kellogg's now. He's uh, Patrick Arada's dad's friend. Um, he has like a ton of master's degrees and PhDs, whatever. But like I've been talking up because lately I, I took the GMAT and I'm going to be completely transparent, completely like did terrible on the GMAT, like. I would say below average, like 550 below. Like, so I already knew that in my grades at West Point were like a 3.1 GPA. So if you're looking at top 10 schools for MBA, like Harvard, Yale, whatever, average GPA is 3.8, average GMAT 750. I already knew that I was out of the running. So I got so discouraged. But from what I've talked to, especially like from, from you know, Mr. Banks, it's like, He's like a part-time MBA, uh, EMBA, part-time master's, whatever. It doesn't matter how you get it. One, it depends on where you go. So I can still get a part-time from one of those top 10, top 20 schools. It'll look just as good as a full-time, but I won't need that GMAT score. I can still work while I'm getting a part-time, like you mentioned. I don't need, like, my GPA doesn't matter as much as long as I'm working if I have like five to seven years of experience, you can get your EMBA, which is the same thing as a regular MBA from what I've heard and from the, the knowledge yeah. I've gathered. Like, I used to think, yeah, I used to think an EMBA was just, you had to get your MBA and then an EMBA, but EMBA is still the same thing as an MBA. So, and like I mentioned this channel before when John was on, but sit reps to steer codes on um, Instagram yeah, I mean, if you got the GMAT score, if you got the grades and all that stuff, I would, I personally would highly recommend get your full time MBA. Like, but for me, someone like me, who like, okay, I still want to get a higher education, but I just don't have the test scores. I've been out of school for a while or something like that. There's nothing wrong with getting a part time. There's nothing wrong with part time. There's nothing wrong with getting an EMBA or even online, especially with COVID. Online MBAs and online masters have a lot higher hold than they used to 
there's always that like mentality that if it's not full time, it doesn't mean as much, but that's completely not true. It's, it's false. Like from everyone I've talked to, it's the same thing. An MBA masters is an MBA masters. You just want to get it from a top 20 school or a school that's in your area. Cause like you said, it's the networking thing and all that stuff. Right. Uh, like in, in Philly, the top one is UPenn, right? I think Penn's like two or three in the country. They don't do part-time. They only do full-time. So if you're not going full-time there, it's kind of a toss-up of Temple, Drexel, Villanova, uh, even like an online pet, Penn State, where as long as you're just going to one of those schools, you're going to get a huge network in the Philadelphia, South Jersey, North, North Delaware, or even all of Delaware uh, alumni that you're not going to see if you did, you know, a, a school down South when you were going, uh, when you were at Fort hood, I think they run classes from like Texas A&M or Texas tech. Like you're not going to pull that network of graduates from your time there up to, to Philadelphia. Uh, plus you're going to have to pay for it yourself or, or pay an extra time. So if you're not doing that full time and you're going the part-time or even online route, like you're still going to build the network it's just beneficial to do it in the city. You want to land after your um, transition out of the military. And if you don't know, I would wait. Wait till you transition out. You find a location, take a year just to work, pull in a paycheck, get that experience on your resume, and then apply uh, in the spring to a program you like. And, and you give yourself, say, you, you know, what I did, I got out in September. I'm coming up on a year. I took the first four months, looked at different programs. Maybe I wanted to go to law school. I, I decided not to. Looked at the best schools in the area. Temple, where I'm going. And I did my undergrad. I didn't have to take the GMAT. It was so easy. The like VA, the veterans uh, associate director was a, a, a woman that I did ROTC with a few years older. Like I already, already had the connections there. Um, and, you know, I went to an orientation two weeks ago in person and I met, I ran into a buddy who's doing the same program from ROTC. I met like 20 other folks that are, you know, either in large companies, small companies, entrepreneurs in Philadelphia or the surrounding counties that are also going back. So it, it's really key. And, and Cole, I know, I know, shout out to your mother. I know she's always talking to you about, you know, building that network and doing networking. Uh, part of that, uh, you know, part of what the MBA gives you is that network in that area. Well, that's the thing. Like, even if I don't, like for me going to Boston, you got Harvard, Yale, all that stuff up there. Even if I don't get that, I'm going to get my part-time at BU or BC, Boston College, yep. Boston University. Which are great schools. Great schools, you know, you're not paying an arm and a leg. You're, you're, you know, you're getting what you need from it. Yeah. My GI bill is going to cover it. I'm going to get the networking. So I know for me, I'm just going to say my plan real fast and I'll, you know, Cole, Cole can close it out. Um, but for me, like right now, I, today I just applied for a, a CSP internship at Johnson and Johnson. Um, starting, it starts in January, December, January. It's a four to six month internship and you go there. And they have different departments. They have supply chain, sales, whatever. Um, obviously, I'm going to the supply chain logistics route. I sent them my resume. I applied. It's actually a job opening on their website. I already filled that out. Um, they have a skill bridge information thing that I filled out. And so my plan is to go up to Johnson & Johnson. They have an office up in Boston, near Boston. Um, go up there, do my internship, four to six, you know, four to six months. If, I, if they accept me, I'm probably going to take the job because they have the top five supply chain management 
departments in the country, um, even though it's a bigger company, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to work at, you know, a good company. And then while I'm there, maybe get my part-time at BC or BU. So plan is my plan, my trajectory right now is do a four to six month CSP at Johnson and Johnson while I'm there, hopefully get accepted into a job and while I'm there, get my part-time, but Cole, yeah. Anything else to say about the education piece or any of your thoughts? Yeah. I would just say like from, from where I'm at now, I'm looking at general manager of the Green Bay Packers Something else that yeah, I can you know, something do. simple. Vice president, uh, you Vice, know. Yeah, yeah. I I'm not trying to go, you know, nothing big time, but I'm not looking right. to be a you know, I know my worth. I know my worth. You, you can always get back in. Like if you can't find a job, get back in. You're you're making your six figures as a captain. Get back in, get some more years, have the army pay for your MBA and get out as a major, get out as a captain post command. Like, you know, for officers, for I, I do have, for, you know, friends that are, you know, may have a hard time getting out and they, you know, do the reserves. You pick up an extra paycheck. Like there are options yeah. uh, available. I would say reserves des- definitely doesn't sound terrible, but you never know with, the economy and with the politically charged representatives that run our country. With that said, Tony, this has maybe been the most diverse episode we've had. Episode seven of the Fins Down podcast. We've talked about the, the Arizona Cardinals. We've it's been unscripted. We've talked about the Arizona Cardinals. We've talked about Wiener Dogs. We've talked about fruity new beer. We've talked about orbiting the fucking moon. We We've did. talked about how space shuttles are going to reach that asteroid. We've talked about how to wash your chicken and put a lack of amount of oil in your pasta, a, a little bit less oil in your pasta. Something like say. that. Yeah. Close. Close. We've, talk, we've talked about MBAs, executive MBAs, part-time MBAs, networking, We've also discussed 30th birthday parties and what's to come. Um, Secrets, lips are sealed. We've talked about Brock Purdy, Matthew Stafford's arm. We've talked about so much, um, but something we haven't discussed yet is a fun fact. And what we're going to do is Tony's going to give a fun fact. Cole's going to give a fun fact. And then John's going to pick his home run hitter. And then that's going to take us home. Right on. Uh, fun fact was recently there in the last couple of weeks for Hannah's birthday. She wanted to go. Uh, so we went to the zoo. Fun fact, the first zoo uh, in the U.S. was the Philadelphia Zoo. Wow. First zoo. That's actually a pretty fun fact. It was cool. That's Different. super fun. What do you got? Quick, quickly, I want to know what what do you guys have in your in your hand to drink? What did I have? What do you What do you have? I have a lover. Well, I had a lover boy. Okay, you guys got. It's been done. It's been done. Lover boy, shout out. No free ads. Yeah, not not a sponsor. Uh, What What animals are in the Philadelphia Zoo? How big is it? It's pretty big. It's not. It's It's in the city proper. Uh, it's not like downtown, but it's still 
like you go outside the zoo, you're in row homes. So a lot of space for being in the city. You got your base animals, you got otters, uh, lions, tigers. I think the polar bear died a couple years back, so they don't have that. Uh, they got a birdhouse, rhino, zebra. They got rid of their elephants. So when I was a kid, you used to be able to ride the elephants. But then in like the early 2010s, they had a big uproar, like there wasn't enough space for the elephants. So they got rid of them, which was disappointing. You used to be able to ride them, take a little ride around the zoo on an elephant. It's actually pretty sick. I mean, yeah. we're 2023 now. We don't do riding elephants anymore. They still have lions, my favorite animal. Do they have penguins? They do have penguins. Wow. Yeah, they, they moved the penguins to the old uh, polar bear exhibit. So Penguins are my favorite. They don't have meerkats. The meerkats died like a month ago <laughs> from like some crazy disease they don't even know. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers couldn't even save them. But support your That's zoos. It. Support right. your local uh, zoos. Support I'm going to give us... I'm going to give us this. This is going to sound long, but it's not because I kept the recap short. I'm going to give us three quick fun facts and two jokes. Okay. What? That's crazy. That does not make sense. We're going to cut right. that out. <laughs> Lemon, lemons float, but limes sink. Think about that. That's a fun fact. Lemons float but lime sink so next time you get one of each john can you happens to a lime and see what happens to a lemon can you fact check that for me yeah I, 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 all right here, here we go here we go another fun fact yeah he's actually right leprechauns are protected under european law okay what's with the this again leprechauns? this the leprechauns again but what from what law? Apparently, there are 236 leprechauns, and there's a law that protects them. What law? Could you what country? Europe's a continent, <laughs> there's yeah. no Europe law. This is a there's no way the European again. Union has this a law. This is not a real fact. Here's making this up. You're trying to keep a straight face, you can't. You can't. You can't even laugh. You can't even stop. You're speechless. Yeah, you're speechless. You shut yourself up, which is shocking. Executive MBAs. <laughs> Your face is ready like a tomato, bro. Did you eat a Sour Patch Kid? What, what are you doing? Vanderbilt. Leprechauns are protected under European law. Apparently... There are 236 leprechauns that are still alive in the caverns of the Sileve Fiore cavern. Where's in that 79. at? Where's that at? What country? Is that Middle Earth? If what country? <laughs> I'm not even asking for the city. What's the country? Sileve Fiore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what's your joke? In 2009, you granted heritage status to the remaining we people, the we people. They now we have their own protected sanctuary nestled in their mountains. Their mountains, where they are, TBD. Leprechaun, TBD. third fun fact. They're on Leprechauns. that asteroid we're pulling in. <laughs> They're on the asteroid. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're harvesting leprechauns from the asteroid. Yeah. Okay. Leprechaun's only weaknesses are the four-leaf clover, wrought iron, and the destruction of his gold, which can be used to kill the leprechaun. Interesting. I mean, pot of gold. Okay. That reminds me of that Disney Channel movie where the uh, the grandpa's a leprechaun. He's sitting on the basketball hoop at the end of the game. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Good movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I know what movie. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, fun. We got jokes, two jokes. We're going to take us home here. And the last one for best. This is the first one. Why can't moms decorate for pirate birthday parties? Why can't they decorate pirate birthday parties? Why can't moms decorate? Why can't moms decorate for pirate birthday parties? Think about it. R something. They're R rated. Because they always go overboard. Oh, 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 oh. Are okay. you practicing dad jokes? Is there something you want to tell us? Yeah. Are you is, there, is this are you hinting at something? No, now this one shit? this one applies to Tony's a uh Tony's shark bank idea. How do planets clean themselves? By space wash, car wash. I don't know. Meteor showers. You're such Meteor an showers. Such a close. <laughs> close. Close. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent dividends on a one point five billion dollar. Dumbest joke I've ever heard. <laughs> All right. So, guys, I'm sorry you had to listen to that. For everyone that's still listening. Yeah. So I'm going to choose who had the better fun fact. I'm going to choose Tony once again. Yeah, out of yeah. default, because your facts weren't facts. They're conspiracy. They're they're made up. That should have been the conspiracy. I I go back. It's I want to change my conspiracy. It's the leprechauns do yeah. exist. Yeah, leprechauns do exist. Everybody. Cole, what if your plan for when you get out of the army is you're going to hunt for leprechauns in the Irish Highlands? You know, maybe they're in the Amazon. You could. I bet become a, a bushman. Ex- I bet Harvard has an executive MBA, fucking gold patch. Find the goddamn leprechauns program. Yeah. Well, it's with this, probably with this economy and what we're looking at with our world of 2023. I bet there's a leprechaun MBA program for you all. You could probably get sponsored by uh, Lucky Charms. Oh yeah, leprechaun. Yeah, 100%. bro. If you say Lucky Charms these days, you'll get canceled because that's negative towards the leprechaun community. And there's 236. Because <laughs> you're trying to say that they're lucky, and guess what? Gold is their weakness. And iron. All right, cool. Since you gave the, <laughs> the hiccups now. Since you gave the worst fun facts, you're gonna have to close this out because I can't even talk right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the seventh episode of the Fins Down podcast, featuring Anthony Perone. We've started out with the pregame. We talked about Alyssa Gallagher, John Ardell's. You already did the recap. Lovely girlfriend. It's her thirtieth birthday on the twenty seventh this Sunday. Shout out Alyssa. About hearing I love about you. what the secret is of where Amazing. they go and what happens on the next episode of the Fins Down podcast. You're only turning 25. Yeah, Alyssa you're, Nicole. You're 21 in my Thir- eyes. Alyssa. 30 years old, going 25. And then we go into the Unzip the Sip with the New Realm Tropic Dream. John gave it a 9.4, and Cole gave it a 
7.9. So we're okay. And then we go into the catch and release where Tony Perone came early, not the first time. And he, he survived the, the last the, time. he survived the question gauntlet. And uh, <laughs> we're excited about Hey, I was survived. here. I showed up. We talk about the uh, NFC power rankings, who we think's got the best chance to make the Super Bowl outside of the Eagles, and then we discuss quarterbacks and what can get the NFC to where they're at by the end of the season from where we're at in August. And then we go into the butter bar bite of the week where he goes through the most deliberate myths that can happen to a cooking. Like, I'm a new cook in the kitchen. What am I going to do? I'm going to wash my chicken. I'm going to put oil in my pasta. And everything that I'm supposed to do is wrong because John just debunked every single one of those myths. So we understand that. Then we go into the shark bank, fins down, shout out, Tony Perone's the first one. And he sells us right now on an idea of meteor mining. Oh, asteroid, asteroid mining. Asteroid, asteroid mining. And, asteroid. and something that's a billion dollar corporation. Um, we ended up getting John Cuban to put some investment in towards that company. And so now we're looking at you know, 10% earnings off of a $1 billion investment. So we're excited about that. We'll see how that goes. I think it's a little bit far-fetched, but guess what? The world is far-fetched. You only go as far as the dog can get it. Um, then we go into probably the, the best segment, which is career development. Tony talks about, you know, all the different opportunities you have coming out of the military, coming out of the workforce, how you're trying to find that next level of education, whether it's a master's, MBA, executive MBA, part-time, full-time, um, online, anything that you can do, basically how to network within what you're trying to get and what works best for the individual. Um, we go through all those different opportunities. And with the final conclusion, we find out that Philadelphia has the first zoo that ever existed in the world. Also that leprechauns, there's many things about leprechauns, but we all understand that. So there's fun facts regardless. Um, Tony, what's one thing you've learned on this episode? That uh, I'm wasting time putting butter and oil in my uh, pot before I put the pasta in. Amen, brother. And we're going we're gonna to say thank you to all the people that are listening. We're going to say thank you to Alyssa Gallagher for turning 30 soon. Thank you. And thank you with a, not with an S, but with a T, to Hannah Sullivan for shouting out Marvel, bringing that hunk of love into the, uh, the camera. And then uh, thank you to Lambo for tearing apart my house. And from this, we say adios. Go Pack Go, and Aaron Rodgers.